Welcome to the Mastering Midlife Podcast, where we talk about all the crazy fun things that happen when you are a midlife mama. I'm your host, Heather London. Let's dig in. Hey, and welcome to episode 50. I can't believe it's been 50 episodes. This is fantastic. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And I want to throw out the invitation that if ever you feel like there's a topic you want me to cover or a guest you want me to interview, anything, I'm open to all of it. So please, please, please share in the comments. I want to know what you're thinking because this podcast is for you. And I am really grateful that you have been with me on this journey so far. So let's keep this party going. 50 episodes. Yes. Way to go. Okay. So today we're talking about being irrelevant when it comes to being a parent. I just want to start with this quote from Dr. Shefail, and this was uh, from an interview that she did with Oprah Winfrey. So if our goal is to raise children who are unable to honor their own voice, then we make ourselves relevant. If we want to raise children who are empowered, who are resilient, who are gritty, who know how to fall back on their own inner strength or courage, inspiration, then we raise children who do not need us anymore. We raise our children to need us because it makes us feel valid. It gives us significance. It keeps us relevant. Like, yes, of course I'll come to rescue my child. Of course I will. And it feels good when they need me. I feel like, yes, I have a purpose. My soul knows that they can find their way allow my ego to sit back and it's hard. It's a constant practice because we have this thirst for significance as humans. And when I heard this interview, I'm like, damn, she's a hundred percent right. And we really understand this when we're letting go of our children. And then we feel, um, like we have no purpose or that we're alone or, uh, we're completely lost. So the actual definition of being irrelevant is not connected with or relevant to something. And I wanted to just bring this to your awareness today because you might be experiencing this and not even realizing that this is what's going on for you. Like you have all these feelings about your kids going out into life and being awesome and living their lives. And then you feeling like you're being left behind or that you don't matter anymore and all of this. And it's true. Our mission is to raise kids that don't need us. But when we're on the other side of it, when we're on the receiving end of getting dumped or being broken up with, it's really, really hard. That's why As you know, I'm in Costa Rica because it's easier for me to be here and let my kids go than to be in the same house where I raised them for all of these years and take on a different role for them because it's just, um, when I'm there, I just pop back into mom mode and I can't help but mom them. And I, and I'm trying to stop. It's, it's really important when we're talking about this to kind of understand the concept that our kids don't belong to us. They are not ours. They're not living our lives. We are just merely a visitor in their life. And they're not something that we own or we're controlling. 
this is my philosophy as a parent and I've taken this from day one and I know it's different than most parents, but I'm okay with that. I just want to share it with you in case it resonates with you. So the kid, those kids are going to be whatever or whoever they are meant to be or what they desire to be or who they want to be. And it's my job as a parent or as their mom to hold a safe place for them to discover that, to grow into it, to create it for themselves, to find out on their own, to really be curious about what their mission is and who they are and what their purpose is here. And it can be hard. Like even though I had this in my brain that this is my job just to hold a safe space so they can be curious and figure out who they are and what they are and what they want to create in the world and where their place in it is the world. It's really challenging because we can, we always want the best for our kids. The bottom line is we always want the best for our kids. So no matter what we do, no matter what we say, all of the things, it comes from a place of love and trying to save our kids like a whole bunch of headache from making mistakes, falling down, all that kind of stuff. But that is how they learn. That's how they learn and grow. And so how can we as parents kind of up our game and become irrelevant? Because being relevant as a human is in our DNA. That's what we're designed to be is, is in a group, is, is part of, uh, you know, the community and purposeful and meaningful. Like that's, the whole purpose of human existence is to have some sort of meaning and purpose. And so when it comes to our kids, which we think are our purpose, it gets so hard to let them go and not think of them as ours or controlling them and directing them in, in which way they need to go. Um, moms quite often have their kids become their purpose like a lot of us think that our purpose in life is our kids and we get intertwined with their identity and we lose ourselves a hundred percent. It happened to me. I lost myself in the momming process uh, and I be, just became uh, Phoenix and Santos's mom and I lost sight of who I was and what my purpose is and what my passions are. And you don't realize that until you're coming out the other side of it when they don't need you anymore. You're like, whoa, but that's okay. That it happens to everybody. It really does. But if we can get ahead of this and we can solve for it ahead of time. And then when they are ready to go be on their own, we don't have to start from scratch, figuring out who we are. We can be relevant to ourselves. That's where we want to be relevant. We want, we don't want to be relevant in our kids life. We, we are successful when our kids can just go out there and do all the things and don't need any help from us at all. That is a huge win, even though it hurts our heart because it feels so good when they call us and ask us for help or, um, ask us for advice or our thoughts or our feelings or anything like that. That's why it's so hard to be irrelevant in our kids' life. So maybe we need to look at it in a different way, like our identity of who we are as a human for that time in our kids' life is totally wrapped up in our kids. So how can we look at it in a different way that we don't get caught up in that cycle? that we are just the space holders. We're the safe space creators 
for our kids. Think back to when the kids were young. We always wanted them to be successful, but at what cost? A lot of the times when we're wanting our kids to succeed at something, it's because we want them to win or get better at it, but we don't we don't see what the process of not being good at something can teach them or how it can build character or help shape who they become as a person. There's the fixed um, and the growth mindset. And there's been many studies done on this with children. And it's been shown that if a child is raised with a fixed mindset, then they're less likely to try something new because their thought is, if I'm not good at it, then I just will never be good at it. So if I don't know how to do that, I'm just not going to try it because I'll never be good at it. And so you can see how they miss out on so many opportunities in the world. But the growth mindset is that everything can be learned. Everything can be improved upon. So these kids would be more prone to try things they've never done before because if they didn't succeed at it, it wasn't considered a failure. They didn't see it as a failure. They saw it as learning and growing. And that is beautiful because that's the, that's how life goes. The, the more you do, the more chances are you're going to fail or not be successful, but you will learn and grow. And the only time you ever fail is when you actually give up or you stop trying. And that's the beautiful part is we get to kind of take our hopes and dreams and desires out of it and just let them run with theirs. And I was talking about when kids are little, because I was thinking back to when my kids were little and I really just always wanted them to have fun and be successful. And now when I think back on it, I'm like, what is successful? It's all relative, right? What that actually means. But when it comes to like coaching soccer or them getting better at something and how do you really hold that neutral space for your kid without inserting any of your hopes and dreams and desires for what they would become? And for me, I found uh, it was challenging when I could see that my child was really, or either of them, you know, my children were really good at something and I wanted them to pursue it because they were so darn good at it. It just came naturally to them, but they didn't like the thing. They didn't like doing the thing. And so for me to encourage them to keep doing the thing that they didn't like would be for me, for my relevance, right? My kid is good at this. That means that I have purpose. I have a kid that's good at something. And my oldest son taught me this. My kids are my best teachers by far. I've always thought of them, even when they were small, as my best teachers. And my oldest son is very good at um, stating his boundaries. Like, hey, I don't like doing this, so I'm not going to do it. And that was (laughs) really a good lesson for me in listening to what worked for him. And then my other son is people pleaser. So he'll do all the things, even if he doesn't want to, because he wants everybody around him to be happy. So he, he would have spent more of his childhood doing things probably because, you know, I liked them. I wanted, he was good at it. I thought he should do it. Even though I was aware of this, I know that I still did that to some degree. There was this 
went, both my kids are super fast runners, super fast. And there was this one time where my, um, like my oldest Phoenix, he liked going in the track meets. He really did. And then it came time for my youngest Santos to go into the school track meets and he didn't want to, he was really nervous, but he was so fast. I just wanted him to see how fast he was. And so I talked him into it and I rarely do this. Like I would be really conscious of not pressuring my kids into doing things they didn't want to do because I knew that it was for me that they were doing it. So I rarely, rarely, rarely did this, but I just had to, cause I needed him to see for himself how fast he was. So the, the, the city track meet came up and all the other schools are there and he was going to run the 400 just so he could see, you know, what's going on. It's like, Hey, you got a thing here. And so he was really nervous and he's like, mom, I don't know if I want to do it. I'm really nervous. I'm really scared. And I'm like, come on, you could do it. You could do it. And so he did the 400, which is once around, which is in my opinion, the hardest race because it's, it's a distance, but you got to sprint the whole distance. So it's really hard. And so on your mark, get set, and then off you go. And he ran his little heart out and he was so scared. He ran scared and he, kicked butt like he was so fast and then i thought oh now he'll see how fast he was because he's never been in a race before and he can see how much he won by and then that might encourage him to to pursue running a little bit because he's so naturally good at it and then he finished the race and i and then he went for another race because we'd sign him up for the 100 and he went down there and i just saw him talking to the person the starter and then he left and I found him in the stands. I'm like, Santos, what's going on, buddy? Are you going to do the next race? And he's like, I can't, it's too much. Like it's too stressful for me. Like it stressed him right out. And it was so horrible. I'm laughing now just because it was a great experience. And I can look back and see that I wanted him to do that for me, for my relevance and not for him because he was so scared to do that. Like he was so scared and he did it because he's a people pleaser, but he couldn't, even the people pleasing in him couldn't get him to do the second race. That's how much he hated it. And I was like, I felt so bad after that, but I could see why I never do that because it's my agenda for the reason that I wanted him to run. So if my kids wanted to not do something, I would never pressure them to do it we would talk about it and find out the reasons why, but I would never pressure them. I would always encourage them to try everything that they wanted to try, but not put that pressure on because I think they'd be good at it or I think they should do it. And what that meant was as a mother, I would have to sit back sometimes and watch my kids not do things that I knew they would be very successful at, but so what? They have no interest in doing it. So anything that would encourage them to do that would be for my relevance. And so that really, that story kind of popped into my awareness for helping to hit home this idea of not having our relevance tied up in our kids and, and how successful or unsuccessful that they are, but instead seeing them for who they are or who they're trying to become and just creating that safe space where it's a hundred percent okay for them to do anything because it doesn't mean anything about me and my friends. If you can do that, if you can raise your child to be independent of you and for your relevance, not to be attached to them, then I promise you it will be way easier 
to let them go when it's time because you will have found your relevance in you and your life and your purpose and your activities and excitements, the things that light you up and you wouldn't have lost that. You wouldn't have gotten lost somewhere along the way of raising your kids. And I've been coaching women for four years now, and I specialize in mastering midlife for this reason, because we lose ourselves along the way and it happens to everybody. So it's not, um, you haven't done anything wrong. This is just ingrained in us. Like as women who we are, we just want to sacrifice and give everything for our children. Of course we do it because we're trying to help them. And why do we do it? Because we want them to avoid pain. But in fact, they will learn a lesson quicker when they do it themselves and fail. They'll get a better lesson out of it. And they will remember that and learn from it quicker than me telling them the lesson. That's just how it goes. And so if we can really, really keep our identity and change, not just change, but grow with ourselves as our kids get older. So our growth, we want that to be based on us growing for what we like, for who we're becoming and not attached and based on our kids. We don't want that pressure on them. We don't want to uh, give up who we are and so that we have to find ourselves later. That's why a lot of people go through that midlife crisis because they thought their identity, like a lot of women think that their purpose in life is their kids. And it's not, it's not your purpose in life. It's a, a, it's a job we're doing. It's a moment where we're showing up a certain way, like a, a, a section of our life that we dedicate to others, but our kids are not our purpose. And when we understand that, it's so much easier to let them go and move on when we hit that stage in life. And this is the beautiful part of understanding it as early as possible. And I think that there, there's always shifts in parenting, like the way my parents parented is different than mine. And that my, the way I parent will be different than the way my kids, because society has just changed so darn much. But for us in this moment right here, we're letting go of all relevance to the kids. We, even though our heart wants to be relevant, we want to be the center of their universe because they're the center of our universe. And that's how ironic it is, is that everything revolves around our kids and, and we just wouldn't have it any other way, but we want that to not be the case for them. We want them to be the relevant person in their life so that they can go out and live a large life and not have to worry about pleasing us. And so the more relevant we make ourselves, I'm the relevant person in my life, the better off our kids will be. And the best way to do that is just to let them go. And then in the next breath, start reinventing yourself. Let him go and start reinventing yourself. Don't even wait a second. Parenting is hard. And it's about giving your whole heart and soul like you've never done before. Like the love is, you can't even describe it with words because it's so intense and all encompassing. And it is your heart and soul. And then letting go of all of that, even though it crushes your heart, 
It's just a dichotomy that we have going on here, but that's how it works. And if you can understand that, just go through the process and allow it to happen. Giving everything you have, your whole heart, and then just letting it go, letting it go. This is how you can master midlife. And if you need help with this, hit me up because girl, this is my jam. This is what I'm doing right now. And I found an amazing way to do it. And I got all the feels. So when you're telling me what you're going through, I get it. I get it because I've been there. I am there and I have a solution for you. So I will drop the link in the bio. If you want help mastering midlife and doing this, please, please, please reach out to me. And thank you for listening to 50 podcasts. I'm so excited. I'm just going to keep this party going. And I hope that you find something in these podcasts that serves you. And you know that no matter what you're going through, you are not alone. So just keep being fabulous, my friends. Always, always, always love yourself first and have an amazing day.